Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading... The Riddle! So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a... Grim Reading! There was once a king's son who was seized with a desire to travel about the world and took no one with him but his faithful servant. Mm -hmm. One day he came to a great forest, and when darkness overtook him he could find no shelter and knew not where to pass the night. Then he saw a girl who was heading towards a small house, and when he came near her he saw that the maiden was young and beautiful. Um, may I suggest if there's a house that's shelter? That's true. He's not the brightest uh, spark in the royal family. He spoke to her and said, Dear child, can I and my servant find shelter for the night in your little house? Ah, he's on to it, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes, said the girl in a sad voice. That you certainly can, but I do not advise you to venture it. Do not go in. (gasps) Why not? asked the king's son. The young maiden sighed and said, Oh, my stepmother practices wicked arts. She is ill-disposed towards strangers. Then he saw very well that he had come to the house of a witch. But as it was dark, and he could not go farther, and also was not afraid, he entered. Oh, wow. It's like beggars can't be choosers. Witch's house it is. The old woman was sitting in an armchair by the fire and looked at the stranger with her red eyes. If you remember witches have red eyes, we learned that. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Good evening, she growled, and pretended to be quite friendly. (laughs) Take a seat and rest yourselves. Have a Garibaldi. She blew up the fire on which (laughs) she was... (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit dramatic. (laughs) they got a massive budget for this one. (laughs) Michael Bay directed this one. Right, she blew up the fire. She blew up the fire on which she was cooking something in a small pot. Oh, yeah. The daughter warned the two to be prudent. To eat nothing and drink nothing, for the old woman brewed evil drinks. (laughs) What kind of evil drinks? (laughs) Oh, they're pretty bad, those drinks. evil drinks, they are. They slept quietly until early morning, when they were readying for their departure. So they spent the night. It's all gone fine. Did he not have any of the evil drinks? No, he just didn't drink or eat anything. He just went to sleep. Nice. Presumably the witch is there in the rocking chair. They're just asleep. Pretending to be friendly, yeah. Yeah. Cackling. (laughs) So when they were readying their horse for departure... The king's son was already... He's the prince. I don't know why to keep saying the king's son. Yeah, the king's son. Also, where's his servant? Oh, no, he's with him. He's, he's with, with him. him. Don't okay. worry about him. Okay. <laughs> we'll be hearing from him shortly. Oh, good. When they were readying for their departure and the king's son was already seated on his horse, the old woman said, Stop a moment. I will hand you a parting draft. While she fetched it, the king's son rode away. He was like, all right, yeah, whatever. And he just rode off. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, thanks, yeah, see you later. (laughs) But the servant who had to buckle his saddle tight was the only one present when the wicked witch came with the drink. So the servant's like, wait up, hang on. Oh, well, they got different horses. They got different, yeah. Uh, The king's son didn't just abandon his servant. No, no, no. Well, he kind of did, but. Yeah. (laughs) But so the servant's there at the witch's house. And the witch has come back with the wicked drink. Take that to your master, said she. But as she was saying that, that very instant, the glass broke and the poison spurted on the horse. And it was so strong that the animal immediately fell down dead. 
the <gasps> servant ran off after his master and he told him what had happened. So he caught up with he his master. He caught up with it. He's <laughs> yeah. a fast guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that saddle that was on his horse that died in the spurting poison, and it was a really, really good saddle. So the servant was like, I'm not going to leave that saddle behind. <laughs> He's going back for a saddle. So he ran back to fetch it. Uh, when, however, he came to the dead horse, a raven was already sitting on it and devouring it. Who knows whether we shall find anything better today, said the servant. So he killed the raven and took it with him. Whoa, mind blown. Ravens do eat horse. What? What? Oh my goodness. Sorry, listeners, if you are new or haven't heard <laughs> Sorry, that's every just blown my mind. Yeah, it's a reference to an older story where, in which I, at great length, uh, doubted that ravens really ate horse. Adam was furious. Turns out they do. They love horse. If you listen to The White Snake, not one of our best episodes. <laughs> not really. <laughs> the, the prince kills his horse to feed some baby ravens. So, I was full of doubt, but there you go. Evidence there. So he said, who knows whether we'll find anything better. So he killed the raven who was eating his horse and he took mm-hmm. him with him. And now they journeyed onwards into the forest for the whole day, but could not get out of it. So they just keep going deeper oh, into just, the forest. they're stuck in the forest. By nightfall, they found an inn and entered it. The servant gave the raven to the innkeeper to make ready for supper. They had, however, stumbled on a den of murderers. No, no. They're not having much luck, are they? (laughs) Straight from the witch's house to the den of murderers. And during the darkness, in the night, 12 of these came, intending to kill the strangers and rob them. Before they set about this work, though, they sat down to supper. And the of innkeeper, course, yeah. <laughs> hungry work. And the innkeeper and the witch sat down with them. So the witch is there. Which is that? that? I don't know what's going on. How did she on. get ahead of I what? don't know. It's just, just let it Bizarre. go. Man. And together they all ate a dish of soup, in which was cut up the flesh of the raven. I don't know if you uh, oh, okay. have an inkling of what might be going on here. I don't know. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so the witch, the the murderers, and the innkeeper are all eating the raven. Hardly, however, had they swallowed a couple of mouthfuls before they all fell down dead, for the raven had passed on to them the poison from the horse flesh. No way. The witch as well? Yeah, the witch is dead. They're all dead. (gasps) Ding dong. (laughs) There was no one else left in the house but the innkeeper's daughter, who was honest and had taken no part in their godless deeds. She opened all doors to the stranger and showed him the heaped-up treasures Okay, so in the inn, there's loads of treasure everywhere. Right, they're just kept for all their spoil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The daughter's lovely. She's nice. We like her. She's just now... They're just like climbing over the bodies, showing them around. Yeah. But the king's son said that she might keep everything, for he would have none of it. And he rode onwards with his servant. Oh, good. That was a good move. Yeah, I like that. I like him. Yeah. After they had travelled for a long time, they came to a town in which was a beautiful but proud princess who had caused it to be proclaimed that whoever should set her a riddle which she could not guess, the man should be her husband. But if she guessed it, his head must be cut off. Oh, stakes are high. Is she worth it, though? I would say probably not. She sounds... No, she just sounds a bit atrocious. (laughs) She had three days to guess it in, but was so clever that she always found the answer to the riddle given her before the appointed time. Nine suitors had already perished in this manner when the king's son arrived, and blinded by her great beauty, he was willing to stake his life for it. Then he went to her and laid his riddle before her. Oh, can't wait. What is this? said he. One slew none, and yet slew twelve. She did not know what that was. She thought and thought, but she could not find out. 
She opened up her riddle books, but it was not in them. <laughs> riddle books. <laughs> her riddle dictionary, yeah. In short, her wisdom was at an end. Oh, dear. As she did not know how to help herself, she ordered her maid to creep into the Lord's sleeping chamber and listen to his dreams. <laughs> Sorry. What? what? What do you mean? Because she could thought... Could you, um, uh, Mildred, could you just, um... Creep in in the middle of the night and read this guy's mind. Oh, yeah, no, sure. Yes, me lady. I, I know how to do that. It's because she thought that he would perhaps speak in his sleep and discover the riddle. I see. Mm. But the clever servant had placed himself in the bed instead of his master. And when the maid came there, he tore off her mantle in which she had wrapped <laughs> <What>? herself. <laughs> tore and, off her mantle? And chased her out with rods. <laughs> What's going on there? So, so chased her out with rods. She said, "Like he's clearing a drain." She said, "Maid, go sit in um, my suitor's bedchamber." Does he? Has he heard this, or do, does he always operate on the policy that I'm always going to sleep in your bed, master? Like what? <laughs> the, Why what? is he in his bed if he doesn't know this is happening? But they spend a lot of time on the road together, so he probably hears that he's, tr- he's a bit of a chatterbox in his sleep, mm. and he's like, "This could give the game away." So, yeah. master, you go sleep in the servants' quarters, and I'll- or maybe he was just tricking the master. And I think just- he's just getting a comfy night's sleep. Yeah, yeah. smart he's guy. Like, you never know what they'll do, and it turned out that they actually did yeah. try and sneak in. Uh, and she'd wrapped herself in a mantle, which What's he stole a mantle- from her, like a mantelpiece. <laughs> 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 no, I'm guessing it's not a mantelpiece, it's like but a shawl. Like a, right, okay, so he's ripped off her mantle. Ooh. He's ripped off her mantle. This is going in a different direction. And he chased her out with rods. <laughs> with rods. Get out! The second night, the king's daughter sent her maid in waiting, who was to see if she could succeed better in listening. But the servant took her mantle also away from her and hunted her, her out with rods. Now the master believed himself safe for the third night, and he lay down in his own bed. Oh, wow. But then, Rookie mistake. But then came the princess herself... And she had put on a misty grey mantle. Lovely. It's a nice oh, bit of lovely. That's for the paparazzi. Misty grey mantle. <laughs> Who are you wearing tonight? <laughs> and she seated herself near him. And when she thought that he was asleep and dreaming, she spoke to him and hoped that he would answer in his sleep, as many do. But <laughs> Do they really? But he was awake. Oh, sneaky. And he understood and heard everything quite well. Then she asked, One slew none. What is that? He replied, oh, Raven, um, which ate of a dead and poisoned horse and um, died of it. She inquired further, and yet slew twelve. What is that? He answered, oh, that means twelve murderers who um, ate the raven and died of it. When she knew the answer to the riddle, she wanted to steal away, but he held her mantle so fast that she was forced to leave it behind. Next morning, the king's daughter announced that she had guessed the riddle and sent for the twelve judges and expounded it before them. <laughs> the twelve judges! Bring me the twelve! Assemble the judges! Yeah. But the youth... So she said, I've figured out the riddle. Yeah, Easy but I peasy. Don't, well, okay. Oh, I, oh, I don't know why he did that, but I guess I'm about to find out because that seems like he messed up big time. <laughs> <laughs> the youth begged for a hearing and he said, She stole into my room in the night and questioned me. Otherwise, she could not have discovered it. The judges said, Bring us proof of this. Then the three mantles were brought by the servant, and when the judges saw the misty grey one, which the king's daughter usually wore, they said... (laughs) It's her favourite mantle. They said, Let the mantle be embroidered with gold and silver, and then it will be your wedding mantle. The end.
I don't know what you were expecting from a story called The Riddle. I'm guessing it wasn't that. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I don't... But... It's a bit weird at the end. Like, she's... She doesn't want to marry him. No. <laughs> so she's trying her best to get out... To, to solve the riddle and get rid of him. Yeah. He's played her by nicking her mantle. Like a fiddle, yeah. He has. So then the judges weigh in, give their verdict, yeah. and their verdict is, you're right, you did try to steal the riddle off him. Ha ha, we found you guilty. You're now going to marry him. Yeah. Isn't that a bit twisted? Yeah, it is, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's meant to be a kind of nice little device to end it with. That's going to be your wedding mantle. Yeah. But it's a bit like, oh. Oh, yeah, don't <laughs> like that. However, she has been having her fun with other suitors. She's been like... I think it specifically says she chose to set this up because she's so clever. She's like, give me a riddle. Anyone give me a riddle. And if you don't succeed, you'll have your head cut off. <laughs> yeah. And she's had many men have she's been just killed. enjoying the attention. Yeah. Yeah, and the causing untold misery. But she's really smart, isn't she? She was outwitted by this young king's prince. What king's son? King's son. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a prince, he's a king's son. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was, um, but I don't think I'd want to marry her. No, that's as I was saying. She's kind of obnoxious. Can you? But no. But can you imagine marrying someone who really wishes you'd had your head cut off? Yeah, that you're sort of in a legal battle, and either you end up marrying and each other and living together forever, or you lose your head. Yeah. I mean, it's no. not. No, that's not how you start a relationship. To be honest, um, no wonder it needed twelve judges to sort that out. <laughs> twelve judges. <laughs> I I don't I hope they're f- like fully clothed as well as the mantle. <laughs> yeah, because that's a bit creepy. Oh, that's it? that's sweet of you to worry about their modesty. <laughs> yeah, like this bloke just ripping clothes off women and chasing that with rods. It's a bit odd. Yeah, I think it's just a shawl because it's a bit nippy in the cast yeah. at night. So it's just uh, sure. Yeah, should, should we maybe go back a little bit? Let's start at the beginning because I think my favourite bit was the beginning. There's a yeah. a, a prince. Sorry, a king's son and his servant in the wants deep, to go travelling, which is a theme we've seen a lot recently. Everyone wants to go travelling. I didn't think people travelled back in the eighteen hundreds. No, they loved it. There were great <laughs> deals to be got. Uh, yeah, so they're in the forest and they spot a beautiful young girl, and he goes up to her and he's like, "We're tired. You know, can we find someone to sleep?" And she's like, "All right, come back to yeah, mine." Yeah, she keeps sighing. But um, but just so you know, <gasps> my, my yeah. mum is a witch. <laughs> yeah. Which is, what, what's the living arrangement there? I don't is that her mum? I think yeah. it is her mum. So, yeah. Yeah. And she's just this lovely young lady who tolerates her mum being a witch and cooking wicked drinks. Evil drinks. It's, it's very odd. And witches have red eyes, as we've learned True. as well. So we're yeah. really getting a, a good description of witches here, which I don't think is a part of the popular imagination, the idea that witches have red eyes. That's no, it's not. That's not something you think of. You've got the, the hat, the broomstick... The black, exactly. The, the long chin and crooked nose, nose yeah. the, the cat, yeah. But clearly, in the world the of the Brothers Grimm, the the law is the canon is witches have red eyes, red eyes, <laughs> albino witches. So yeah, that's interesting. I like all that. That's really very fairy tale territory. Very there. evocative. Yeah, it's quite exciting. And then he he pops off to a den of murderers, and then they, they but it all, it all happens very fast. Like suddenly, there's a den of robbers, uh, witches there. Because they're like, we need to, we need to, like, we can't just leave, let the witch get away with it. So suddenly the witch is there, don't need that explained. Yeah. And then they cook up the raven, which has been eating the horse, kills everyone. Why do they cook up the raven? Because the servant said, we might, I'm going to take that because 
he kills it. He says, I'm going to take that because we might Because they find... went back because he's got really nice saddle. He it's like, oh. it's genuine leather. Oh, mate. have you seen that saddle? Yeah. <laughs> the stitching on that. So it's no way he's leaving that behind. So he kills the raven, takes it with him. And there's another young, innocent, lovely uh, maid. Yeah. Uh, Who gets rich. She gets rich, but then she gets forgotten about. And actually the guy doesn't marry her. They would have been a lovely couple. Instead, he's got together with the the terrible woman. Oh, you're so right. Oh, that would have made a much better story. He should have gone back for her. I'd like to hear her backstory. So she's living in this awful inn with her terrible criminal father who invites all sorts in. He he rescued her and there there was loads of gold... I mean, I know, but in a way, you know, we're looking for a marriage to be the happily ever after. Why yeah. do you have to get married to have a happily ever after? Well, you actually? don't. To be honest, she's she comes out the best in this uh, whole story. Yeah, she's left alone with a load of gold. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Whereas actually, but but within the logic of the story, the happy ever after is kind of the 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 king's son, supposedly. So, the riddle. Hmm. It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? It's a rubbish riddle. It's basically just thinking of what's happened to me in the last few days. Um, so what is the riddle exactly? The riddle is, I've killed none, but killed 12 or something. What? What? Uh, one slew none, and yet slew 12. Yeah, exactly. That's the riddle. So so I'm. I, I ha- it's the servant who hasn't killed anyone, but has given... But has killed But has people. given the raven to people who've killed themselves by eating it. Yeah, exactly. It's not great, is it? It's rubbish. I'm yeah. so excited for a great riddle. But the, prob- the problem with it is you can't work it out unless you know the backstory. It, exactly. Me, it's the, not logical. Exactly. The best riddles are the ones that you can work out by an internal logic of the riddle. Yeah. And you just it requires some lateral thinking. Yeah. This is like, if you didn't know what happened to me in the last 24 hours, <laughs> yeah. you won't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is that a riddle? Is that fair? Yeah. Not, not, not impressed really. with that. Once I asked the riddle in the story, I wasn't sure if you actually got what he was getting at. That that it was about what had happened. I thought you were trying to work it out. Oh, me? Yeah. No, I, I understood that straight so, away. Okay, but I was nice, just, I guess like you, unimpressed with the riddle. Yeah. And also, riddle. he didn't need to... Because he knew what was going on. He was lying in bed awake. He could have fed her any old tripe and she would have... Like, what, he didn't need to give her the real answer. That's a risky move. What if the judges yeah. took her side? Yeah, exactly. Why would he do that? It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Just for, I guess, dramatic effect. It is, yeah. yeah. It's just for dramatic <laughs> effect, because he could have just gone, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. And then the next day or he'd fed gone, her some line about yeah. something nonsensical and watch her make a fool of herself. That would have been good. The thing is, I, re- I was really enjoying this story, kind of up until the whole riddle part, weirdly, mm. for a story called The Which Riddle. Which is the bit you were actually looking forward to when you started. So. And it descends into this weird thing about stealing mantles and Pushing an impossible out with rods. riddle. Yeah. Bit odd, that. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah, very disappointing. Oh, no, this is not looking good for the <laughs> score later. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's a shame. This tale 
was added to the Grimm's collection with the second edition in 1819. Okay. Uh, it was then expanded for the third edition in 1837. And it's Arne Thompson type 851 winning the princess with a riddle. So it's very, <laughs> very appropriately titled. Yeah. So we've had rid- riddles previously come up um, when mm-hmm. we compared the way the fox talked about men in The Wolf and the Man. Mm-hmm. It was similar to the riddle of the Sphinx, yes. if you listen back to that oh, yeah. episode, which Oedipus was forced to answer correctly. So we've actually come across riddles before. We have. Interesting. We have indeed. Uh, now, there are generally two ways riddles are used in folklore. One is to test a suitor, like we've just had, and the other is to test a king's wisdom in uh, ATU type 927, outriddling the judge. Oh, um, I like the sound of that. I know, I really, I, I wanted to Out riddling the judge. <laughs> well, we're not going to go into out riddling the judge, unfortunately. Okay. But I am going to pose you, Adam, some riddles through time. If you'll come with me on a riddling <laughs> journey through time. And it's time for our new segment, Riddle Me This. <laughs> the Queen of Sheba is supposed to, you didn't expect those words to come out of my mouth. I didn't that, a blood sausage. <laughs> Is supposed to have posed riddles to King Solomon to test his wisdom. Uh, I think ah. that's from the Hebrew Bible, so it's yeah. very old. Uh, now, unfortunately, the biblical account doesn't actually say what the riddles are. They just say that she posed him some like riddling questions. Oh, that's a shame. But I think I'm pretty sure folklore and poems have since then sort of tried to fill that gap. Yeah. So there's lots about this because. You know, as we know, you've heard that name, the Queen of Sheba. She's a very uh, important sort of imprinted on. Uh, oh, absolutely! Who do who do you think you are, the Queen of Sheba? Exactly. It's like a, it's it's a real exoticism around it. There's yeah. a lot there. So I just wanted to throw that in, even though there's no riddle there. Queen of Sheba, she's pretty cool. Now, nice. our first riddle, Adam, yes. is Samson's riddle. Yes. From the eighth to the sixth century BC. Okay. Oh, very old. One and a half thousand years old, even older. <laughs> probably older than that, <laughs> given that they're in the year 2019. Would you like to hear Samson's riddle? Yes, please. Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, it. it. That is um, to do with a lion and honey coming forth from the lion. And that is on... Uh, if you buy a jar of uh, or a tin of Tate Lars golden syrup, that's actually on the cover of it. Shut the front door. Uh, sorry about that. It's cold, isn't it? Get out of town. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you serious? Yeah. Did you not know that? Or you did know that and it's in your notes? I can't deal with this. <laughs> I cannot deal with this, Adam. How have I ended up... Researching a Brothers Grimm story, I found Samson's riddle from the 8th century BC from the Book of Judges. And you're telling me all along it's on a tin of golden syrup. It is. It's on Tate Lars golden syrup. I, do, do other countries have golden syrup? Because some people aren't from the UK. That's true. This. Probably not. Because it's in like, America, they have maple syrup. No, no, In no, like no, Europe, no, no. they have like stroop, we're don't in, they? We're in Europe. I'd just like to point out. Just but like in so continental Europe. Continental Europe, okay. I don't know what they, they have. They have stroop, don't they? You I've know, the, never heard of stroop. You know, stroop waffles. The, the, oh, yes, It's like yes. the caramelly stuff. Right, yeah. But anyway, for a, anyway, gold, we've golden got syrup golden syrup is basically super honey. Yeah, That's how a I think of it. Super honey. It's like really thick. Like it's almost solid. Just sugar, oh. but in a syrupy form. So it's good. so good. You're telling me that riddle is written on the tin? Um, or like a portion of it is. And with the image of the lion with the with the bees, 
No. Yeah, told you. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so it's written there as if it's just a... a just a quote. Yeah, yeah like a... It's not the actual riddle, but it's obviously where it's from. But it's actually a riddle. So it's actually quite bizarre. Again, it's based on Samson's private experience. Samson killed a young lion, and after a while, he found there were bees and honey in its corpse. Yes. So basically, out of the strong, something sweet. So out of the dead lion, there were some bees that I saw once. Yeah, <laughs> so and they were making honey. I've discovered that actually riddles that are used in stories are often... Uh, you have to kind of you can't deduce them. You have you can to, only do it with prior specific yeah. prior knowledge, which yeah. is really odd. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how riddles really no. work. But it, what it kind of is, it kind of is how they work in a story. Yeah. Uh, so I think because they, I guess in the story they serve a dramatic purpose, don't they? Yes, exactly. Um, whereas the, in real life, that's not how they work. The point of the riddle isn't to be a kind of interesting puzzle. It's to no. like move the action on, create tension. Exactly. Yeah. So moving on a little bit the 13th century. Oh, okay. We're going to check in with the Vikings. Excellent. And the saga of Hervor and Hydrek. Oh, I like the sound of this. So this has got a few riddles in this one. I'll give you one. <laughs> uh, which are posed to Odin, I believe, by one of the characters. I saw going by me a resident of the dirt. A corpse sat on a corpse. A blind one rode on a blind one to the sea. A horse without breath. And I'd be like, and your question is? <laughs> nice to meet you, I'm Adam. Uh, <laughs> go on, start from the beginning again. I really love you want to hear that again? I mean, it's quite I long. saw going by me a resident of the dirt, a corpse sat on a corpse, a blind one rode on a blind one to the sea, a horse without breath. Okay, so a, cor- so a dead thing is sat on a dead thing. It's very literal, <laughs> this one. So I tell you, I'll give you the answer. You saw a dead man on a dead horse. Nearly. It's basically, earlier, the guy saw a dead horse on an... He literally saw a dead horse. So he says in the riddle, a horse without breath. It was literally it was a, a dead, dead horse, horse yeah. on an ice floe. And on the dead horse, there was a dead worm. Um, dead worm? <laughs> dead, what? So it's a corpse sat on a corpse. Yeah. What it's does like, he mean he saw a dead worm? He's like, look at that horse. Oh, it's that worm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Most famous riddle. Is from <laughs> the most famous riddle, perhaps, is from Puccini's opera Turandot from 1920, which was inspired by tales from 1001 Nights. So it's it dips its toes into folklore. Okay. Uh, Puccini did before he wrote that opera. Um, set up it. So it's an opera, right? There's a princess, and anyone who wants to come and marry her has to answer her riddles. And if they don't, oh, they have to answer her riddles. So it's a twist on what we've just heard. Because she asks for You're other right. people yes. to tell them riddles. It is, yeah. yeah. But it's the same premise. Yeah, you exactly. You get your head yeah. chopped off. And eventually comes uh, the hero of the story. And he stands before Turando, who says, What is born each night and dies at dawn? The moon? That's a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good answer. What, go on, what's the real answer? Ah, uh, It's hope. What? I don't know what that means. I prefer my answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hope. so the guy said hope. He got it. Right, but you have to think. So, first of all, we've discovered that riddles are posed for dramatic purpose rather mm-hmm. than to be interesting. But they're also, in this respect, they're meant to be impossible. So when the hero answers them, it's even more impressive. Mm-hmm. So he's figured it out, uh, hope. 
I probably should have looked at exactly why that is so, but I thought we could work it out. Don't know what that means. Is it, so they're hoping something's going to happen at night, and when the sun comes up, it's like, oh, that's the chance. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, it's a shame it didn't happen. So he's through. Turandot's furious. Okay. What flickers red and warm like a flame, yet is not fire? What flickers red and warm like a flame, yet is not fire? This is a bit better, this this. Oh, okay. Um... This is just cruel. I'm just giving you loads of impossible riddles. Sun, I'm sorry. The sun is fire, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But I thought maybe they wouldn't realise that. <laughs> uh, what flickers red and warm, did you say? Yeah, what flickers red and warm like a flame, yet is not fire. Red. Uh, red is the key. Red. What's red and warm? It's what is it? Blood. Uh, blood doesn't flicker. Riddles often do that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay, final riddle. What is like ice yet burns? What is like ice yet burns? Um, Cambridge Trinity. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, start of a 10. What is like ice yet burns? But burns. The, uh, the answer is Turindo herself. She is like ice because she's uh, like pretty unpleasant character. A cold person. Yet but she, she burns because she's uh, whoa, so passionate and causes passion in you. Oh, there you go. Right. Puccini's uh, Turindo riddles. Now, we've started The Queen of Sheba. We're going to end uh, in the mid-20th century with the Riddler from Batman. Now, uh, <laughs> excellent. One of his uh, main nemeses. Uh, the Riddler first appeared in the Batman comics in October 1948. And he's famous for leaving riddling clues uh, for Batman mm-hmm. to work out. Yeah. So I've got a few of the Riddler's quotes. Perfect. Uh, from the Adam West 1960s Batman, which is brilliant. That's mm-hmm. the like, pow, thump, you know. Those yeah, ones. yeah. Which president wears the largest hat? Which president wears the largest hat? Is this just a general knowledge question? <laughs> t- what? Uh, it's like so, uh, John Tyler. Lincoln. Um, <laughs> he had a famously tall hat. Harrison. John Quincy Adams. <laughs> Massive hat. Grover Cleveland. Um, I don't know. What president wears the biggest hat? So it's a play on words or something. Yeah, it's almost like a kind of joke. Um, What's the biggest hat? Come on, Batman worked this out, Adam. Yeah, but I'm not Batman. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, don't do yourself such a disservice. <laughs> you could be Batman. Uh, I don't know. But president. What? what president wears the biggest hat? The one with the biggest head. Oh, I just went to the back of his head. <laughs> I mean, not happy with I that. I was not happy with oh, that. Oh, he's good, the Riddler, isn't he? He's good. But that's not true, because the hats can be tall. Define biggest. Tell that to the Riddler. I while will. he's off committing crime. I will. But, uh, hang on a second. <laughs> on I've got a bone to pick with you. Riddle me this, Riddler. <laughs> the hats can be tall. His head would explode. The more there is, the less you see. The more there is... Darkness. Oh, he's done it. He's only gone and defeated the Riddler. Yes. Final one from the Riddler. We're five little items of everyday sort. You'll find us all in a tennis court. A tennis court. I'm like Robin here. Come on, Adam. Tennis court. Come on, Batman. It's not like a letter that's in there five times. Riddler's killing people. Come on. Well, I wish he'd stop. Because it's making... It's (laughs) put me off my riddle. Um, Five little items. Vowels. He's done it. He's only gone and died. Hey. And the Riddler's defeated. Have I saved everyone's lives? You've saved everyone's lives. Perfect. 
So, so score. Let's give a score to the riddle. What do you reckon? It's not going to be higher than. I'm afraid. I think I've been quite positive recently, and it's about time I gave a bad score. <laughs> I know. It's just I'm sick of you being positive. <laughs> um, there are parts of it I enjoyed. Obviously, good setup. Um, some fun bits with the witch and the raven and the horse and all that at the beginning. But it did lose its way, and it's a bit of a disappointing ending, I thought. Yeah, agreed. And uh, like you said, the central thing in the story that uh, called The Riddle is the riddle. And the riddle yeah. itself, I think we both agree, disappointing, let down. I just remember your enthusiasm. We were both so excited. Yeah, we're going to hear riddle. a riddle. An epic, exciting riddle. It was just a bit pants, yeah, really. It was, it was just... incidental to the story, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. With that in mind, 4.5. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's low. Isn't it? Uh, it's low because we have been consistently giving really high scores. That's it. Because I think if we'd heard that right at the beginning of this fairy tale journey, we'd probably given that lower. But now giving below five seems super hard. That's right, yeah. That, it feels harsh, but it's probably not that harsh. It's because we kind of settled on a, on a feeling that if you're a bit dodgy, you're probably about a five. Yeah. If you're really good, you're an eight or a nine. Yeah. Whereas so we, don't, we don't like to go we below We don't give five. twos or anything like no. that. And I, I, don't, you know, I don't think this deserves a two. I love the setup. Actually, I suppose the setup made me even more disappointed. Yeah. Because I thought, this is brilliant. There's a witch with red yeah. eyes. There's a den of murderers. But it all happened very fast, and then the riddle appears, and it's a bit unpleasant, and yeah. a bit of a rubbish riddle. And everyone's mantle's being stolen. Yeah. But she was wearing a lovely misty grey mantle. Oh, beautiful. Which she looked great. That's a, it, it's her favourite really, mantle. It suited her. Yeah. Um, and actually, I mean, a story with a witch, and then some poisoned meat, and then some murderers eat it. Like, that could have been great, but it was all just too quick. Yeah, it lacked a bit of spark, didn't it? it? Didn't have a spark. Yeah, didn't. It was actually a bit like the white snake. It didn't have any. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't get you. Yeah. Before we started this, I was thinking maybe a five, but actually, I think I'm going to go lower. Only a four. Oh, it's a bit harsh. Yeah. Nah. But I agree with you. I love riddles. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the most crushing thing. Yeah. Because I just was really excited for some, some good such riddles. Hopes. Yeah. But it didn't didn't work for didn't us. Didn't deliver did it? on the riddle. No. no. Well, four and a. Four and a four point five. Eight point five for the riddle. Oh, you were down there with clever Elsie and Thumbling. Oh, I feel Which sorry for Thumbling. Criminal that Thumbling's loitering down there. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor little fella. So we are still reading out some of your wonderful messages that we got through for the competition, which uh, is obviously closed. But uh, we got so many messages that we couldn't fit them all in one episode, so we're sort of eking them out as the episodes come out. So um, I thought it's about time to read another one. Oh, me too. And we've got a lovely email here from Joan Stacknick, who says, Choosing one of the grim fairy tales presented so far on the podcast as my favourite is difficult. They are all so good and are wonderfully read by you. Yeah. Love the fireplace too. Glad you appreciate oh, the fireplace. So do we. It keeps us toasty. It's lovely. It's, it's a perfect place to read Grimm's Tales. So, after going over the episodes again, I'm going to select one I'm familiar with. Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. And not because I have any fond childhood memories of having the original story read to me. But rather, it brings back to mind where I first heard this tale. On a somewhat bizarre cartoon television show from the early 1960s called Fractured Fairy Tales. 
One of my favourite shows as a child, it featured slightly altered versions of many popular fairy tales. Their version of the tale involved a rather ironclad contract between the miller's daughter, named Gladys, and Rumpelstiltskin, a public relations specialist. <laughs> a big thank you for doing this podcast too. The work you put in to this is very much appreciated. Oh, you're very welcome, Joan. Thanks very much for your lovely message. Thank you very much, Joan. Good Excellent choice. Excellent choice of Stiltskin. That's, that's I, a great story. I uh, I watched that. The Th- fractured, uh, yeah. fractured fairy tales. Thanks to w- Joan. What did you think? What's it all about? Really good. It's like PR uh, specialist. Yeah, it's it's like a, it looks like the Flintstones, like Hanna Barbera. Uh, okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's about a uh, <coughs> it's sort of satirical, I guess. Like yeah, it's got a little Rumpelstiltskin who's like signing all these contracts, and then there's like a loophole in the contract. Like he uh, I his see. Name. Yep, yep. But there's loads of them. They're all on YouTube. They're all the different uh, fairy tales, and I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Jane. Oh, that's a great recommendation to us. I have to check that out. What have we got coming up next week, Adam? So next week, we have... What is it? The Juniper Tree! The Juniper Tree! Now, we've been recommended this by Rob of uh, Totalis Ranking fame. Yeah. Uh, recommended this some time ago, and I've been meaning to get around to it, and I just thought, it's about time. I thought, I think you kept forgetting to choose it. Yes, yeah, pro- probably what happened when it came to the moment. <laughs> I forgot I forgot to select my four, so I had to do them in a hurry. And uh, yeah. But it's about time, and I'm really looking... Yeah. I mean, it's come... Highly recommended. Any um, sort of thoughts about what it could uh, um, I only know what Rob said is that it's quite dark. Mm. I think it ranks, he's got a scale of like light in it, entertaining and funny to like really dark. And it's the darkest one they've read so far. Because so. there's another podcast. Uh, that Sorry, we're I should explain. Yeah. Uh, uh, to tell us rank him. Yeah. And they're both teachers. And Rob is uh, inspired by Grim Reading. Uh, which is very nice. He's reading out Grimm's fairy tales one by one to his primary school class, and that story comes highly recommended. And so I can't wait to hear it. Oh, I'm, yeah, well, I do, all I say is put, put the kids to bed. On that note, see you next time. See you then. Bye. Bye. You can email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod. Also on Instagram and Facebook, Grim Reading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim. Keep it grim.